What's up, everyone? It's 9 o'clock on a Monday, which means we are back with another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Egan Shankleton. And I'm your co-host, Riley Zepp. And for the next hour, we will be talking all things sports here on the plains and around the globe. And of course, our picks for the week. I hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. Yo, 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 yo. There we go. That's my that's my mic testing, is just saying yo repeatedly into the mic. Yo, but, yo, yo. Um, it's King Julian. Yeah, I like that. Um, tough scenes here. WEGL 91.1 FM. It's 8 o'clock here on a Monday, not 9 o'clock. It um, is uh, 8 o'clock, and thankful for the listeners, they missed April Fool's by two days. Yep. So um, I was thinking a great April Fool's joke would just be to be, like, silent for the first minute of the podcast and then everyone's like are they not doing it are they not doing it today and then we surprise april fools were here yeah but we didn't do that because it's not april fools because it's not april fools it's also april. uh los angeles chargers with uh like the weirdest worst april fools jokes of all time um so apparently in like in february they tweeted i need to find my wife and go to pf janks oh this was like uh in 2007 I know, but it resurfaced recently, and I was just like, this is the worst April Fool's joke of all time. Yeah. And then, like, on April, and then, so that was in February, like, 18th, and then a couple months later on April Fool's, they said, my wife left me, and I was like, who's the who's the admin of the Los Angeles Chargers? Like, yeah. a uh, professional football team? This guy's just making not very good jokes? Yeah, they need to put a comedian on that. Uh, Matt Foley is actually the uh, admin for the Los Angeles Chargers, the guy from SNL who is trice divorced. You know what? He hasn't found the one yet, obviously. Hasn't found the one. My name is Matt Foley. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's, it's, I'll show it to you during break. It's pretty funny. It's Chris Farley. And uh, he's supposed to be giving like, a speech to these bad kids so they don't go down like a dark path. And he just goes on to say how he lives in a van down by the river and he's trice divorced. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, in today's show. Pack uh, show. Pack show. Also, we have a live sporting event during the show. So we're going to watch that. Uh, But yeah, this first segment, we're going to, game starts at 820, 17 minutes. So that gives us one segment, give you a quick preview, give our predictions, although we did that last week. And then once the game starts, we're going to commentate on it for a couple minutes, and then we'll get into the other stuff. Uh, Masters this weekend, UFC 287 this weekend, also MLB just yeah. started. Whole hour of baseball. Whole second hour of baseball, we're previewing all 30 teams. Yeah, and we're doing a tier list of all the teams. We're going to do a tier list, and I'll just say now, if you're a fan of like the Nationals, the Tigers, or the Rockies, uh, we're just going to probably be like, you guys are bad. Rockies and, are 2-1. and one. They are 2-1. and one. Um, I don't know how. Yeah, imagine if they kept Arenado. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool, but you know, that would have never happened. They don't spend money like a lot of teams do. But, yeah, that's going to be the show. So you want to get into our UConn-San Diego State. All right, well, uh, let's talk about the first the, the first Final Four games. Uh, San Diego oh, yeah. State versus Florida Atlantic University. Um, they were uh, safe to say it was a good game. Yeah, do you think San Diego State's game plan going into it is like we'll we'll be done, we'll just be down seven all game, think they can win it, and then five minutes left we'll turn it on. Yeah, I, I honestly 
that's how they win every game. Yeah, that's what they've done the entire tournament. Um, it's going to be intriguing to see if they can do that against UConn because UConn's been blowing everybody out. Yeah, in my opinion, um, it's like, uh, who are you going to pick tonight, uh, UConn or UConn? Yeah. But uh, that's how I feel as well. They've, UConn has won each of their uh, tournament games by an average of twenty point six points, and their coach, uh, Dan Hurley, is his name. Danny Hurley. Danny Hurley is a serial killer. If you watch an interview of him, you're like, some, something's off. His brother was uh, he played at Duke. Wasn't his brother also a coach? He's a coach at Arizona State. Ooh, are is they the, any good? They made the tournament this year. There you go. Um, they won their playing game, but yeah, uh, San Diego State won on the buzzer beater. Uh, who was who was the player that took that? Uh, it was it was like a crazy last possession. I like I I feel like the, the if I can remember who shot who sh- who shot the ball. That definitely like yeah, what you're saying that definitely wasn't a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't draw it up for him to go to the. Do you see? Do you also see the picture of his foot like maybe maybe two inches away from the out of bounds line? I did not see it. He made, when he made that, he dribbled kind of just straight to the baseline, and then he kind of cut cut back a little bit and then pulled up for the jump shot, and there's a zoomed-in picture of when he put his foot to kind oh. of make a cut maybe two inches away from the out-of-bounds line. It was so Butler, how close right? it was. Laurent, his name is Laurent Butler, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's just the last possession looked like chaos. I was like, wow, they're not even going to get a shot off, and then he did a dribble pull-up. Mm-hmm. And I created a mile of space. Yeah, I was watching with my friends, and all of us were like, "Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it!" Yeah, I was scared a, K- a Kansas State possession was going to happen, where he was going to pass it to no like, and even more like a, a guard that's also trapped. Yeah, but I, I don't know. And it went in, and it was crazy. I went wild. Yeah, kind of. Um, um it's slightly disappointing, uh, just because I didn't really care who won that game, but. I guess I did care because I wanted the lower seed to make it. I just think having a nine seed, um, especially like a what are they? American Conference or something? Conference USA. Conference USA. Having one of those teams in the final four would be pretty sick. Or a national champion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, a national championship. Also wouldn't mind if FAU down in Boca Raton just became like a basketball powerhouse. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I thought it would be like objectively hilarious that uh, FAU got a national championship before Gonzaga did. That would actually has Gonzaga not won a national championship? No. Oh, they've been to like what, like twenty five Final Fours, uh, or like at least twenty five Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteens. Well, I think the the first time they really made a run was in two thousand, and then ever since then they've been you know consistently pretty good. I'm trying to think. I know they made at least two national championships because they play, they got blown out by Baylor and then they played UNC. It will never um, not be one. crazy to me why Chet Holmgren could have gone to any college in America, could have gone to any G League team, and he's like, I want to go live in Washington. Yeah, Spokane. Spokane, Washington, and go to like a small school that is just known for basketball. Yeah, same with Jalen Suggs. I've just, what? Like, you chose that over uh, North Carolina and yeah. Duke and Kentucky? Like Auburn. Auburn? <laughs> Dude, imagine, you, bro. Imagine Chet, Walker, and, and Jabari. Yeah, I just – I don't think – I just – It's only one ball. Only one ball, but it would have gone in the hoop. Yeah. Coming from those three, that's for sure. But, yeah, so that game was insane. Then the other game uh, happened. Not, not as insane. Not as insane. Um, um, it was a close game. 
kind of. It was a close game in the first half, and then that's how it is always. UConn's even been down a couple uh, at the end of a couple first halves, and then the second half, it's like the other team just exerted themselves to keep up with UConn all in the first half, and they're like, all right, we're done. We can't yeah. do it. And then UConn just keeps keeps fighting. I mean, their shoes literally could not hold up. That is true. Uh, what, Nigel Pack, his shoes broke. That's always crazy to me. Like, how I mean, does a like, because I'm sure they get new shoes, like, every week. Something like that. I don't know about every week, but, yeah. they. I, I just don't know how he doesn't have a second pair of shoes. You think it could be possible, like, he just, his foot was just so sweaty that all the glue just came undone? I don't, can sweat dissolve adhesive? Probably not. Um, but I know he, my, I know Zion Williamson did it just because he's a freak of nature. Maybe Nigel Pack is, too. Maybe he's the next Zion at guard. Nigel Pack's the next guy to be considered the next LeBron, but play 15 games a year. Yeah, uh, I saw <laughs> I saw a Pelicans game the other day, and Zion was looking refrigerator esque. Um, well, it's probably because he hasn't played in like three months. Um, he looked like he looked like a starting defensive tackle on the bench. He might as well just start playing, start doing both. That would be, be pretty cool. Like, just play your game, play your basketball games during the week, and then show up to the Saints on Sunday and play. Like, he does a couple downs. If it's a third, you need a third down stop or a fourth down stop, that's when he comes in. Or a one yard touchdown. Yeah, or a one yard he touchdown. Could be, he but could be the QB sneak guy. For the rest, we keep him, keep him healthy. Yeah. But yeah, so we got UConn versus San Diego State. This is San Diego State's first time in the championship. Yeah. This was, I think, their first time of four. They also are old as dirt. What do you mean? Their average age is like 26. No way. Which is, that? yeah, I believe, was it, is it either Dan Hurley or, um, why am I blanking on the FAU coach's name? Dusty, Dusty May. Dusty May. One of those two said that, uh, I think it was Dusty May after the loss, they're like, yeah, they're really mature, they're older than five NBA teams. Their average age is older than five NBA teams. That's that's crazy. It's like twenty six point zero, and then there's like, I think the Spurs are at like twenty three point five. That's just their average age or something like that. And there's I think the Pistons and just you know like the bad teams uh, are all. So yeah, like all these guys are grad transfers or have just abused the COVID years. Yeah, and I mean it, it obviously has worked out for them. Yeah, why not? I mean, why go get a job when you could go to a national championship? Yeah. UConn's favored by seven and a half. I thought it would be bigger. I thought that they would be favored by more. Mm, I would, too. I think I'd, I'd take. You know what? I'd take that bet at, like, ten points. Yeah. See if I can get some better odds. Yeah. I think I think I would, too. Um, last matchup, March 24th, 2011. UConn won by seven. Has there been any... This is going to not sound good coming from a sports podcast host, but who's like the last team to just run through the tournament like UConn has, and did they also just dominate the championship game? Has there ever been a team like that? I mean, Baylor, kind yeah. of. Uh, Who knows? I'm going to look it up. Fun facts about um, the championship game. UNC in 2018... Um. Yeah, but this is just, I don't know, utter domination by UConn. And it's like, do you think that 
UConn's really going to be that happy. I mean, they're obviously they won a national championship, but like, don't you think it would be a little bit cooler if they won every game by like one point and they won a championship? I mean, they could win this game by one point. That is true. Sonogo starting off the game against Miami with two threes was pretty cool. That was crazy. Yeah, he uh, did yeah, not so did not uh, know he had that in his bag. Over under a hundred and thirty one point five. I'm gonna smash the over on this just because like the rest of the tournament games have gone pretty high scoring, and even though UConn is blowing people out, they're scoring so many points that I think that over will still. Also, still if UConn wins, this is my first winner ever. Same in my uh, in my family in my bracket with my dad and my brothers. I picked UConn. Um, in all of my brackets, I picked UConn. I uh, did not expect them to actually go to the national championship and win it. It well, they haven't won it yet. They might not. Yeah. So here's but. the here's the difference. Uh, UConn defeated Iona in the first round, eighty-seven sixty-three. Then St. Mary's seventy fifty-five. Arkansas eighty-eight sixty-five. Gonzaga eighty-two fifty-four. Miami seventy-two fifty-nine. So yeah, average margin of victory twenty point six. San Diego State. Beat College of Charleston by six. Beat Furman by, okay, that was a lot. That was 23. But then Alabama, they won by seven. Creighton, they won by one. Florida Atlantic, they won by one. So completely different pass to the to the championship game, which is why March is amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, just this Final Four, a nine-seed FAU Conference USA, San Diego State, Mountain West, Miami ACC, but Miami's – Traditionally, I mean, this was their first Final Four. And then UConn. I mean, if UConn wins this, this is their fifth national championship since, since 1999. Yeah, they're a basketball powerhouse. They have to be. Can I mean, it's just it's cr- it's crazy to think about because they were they've gone through stints of being kind of like irrelevant or just like bad, but they also have won four national championship and maybe their fifth tonight yeah, in the past this- 24 years. Yeah, it would be pretty crazy if they won five in 20 years when there's some teams that are considered, like, the Blue Bloods of basketball, and they've got, like, maybe one or zeros in that time. Uh, And three different coaches, too. This would be the third different coach. Yeah, I think, I mean, we got to go to PSAs here in, like, a minute or two, so my final remark is going to be the only way uh, I'm going to go, the way UConn wins this game is just going to continue what they're doing and not let the San Diego State's defense affect them. And then the only way San Diego State wins is if they can just turn this into a slugfest to make it a fight and uh, have their defense because they like to slow it down, play real gritty, and just make sure that you can't make shots. Yeah, but I think UConn's just so physical as well. Like, I, I don't I don't really see a way San Diego State can win this game other than just... This game's going to be a battle of who's the phys- more physical team. Yeah, other than, yeah... If San Diego State can somehow be more physical than UConn, then I think they're going to win the game. But I don't see that happening. Obviously, you got to score more points to win, duh. But I'd, uh, San Diego State's not going to beat UConn by scoring more than them. They're going to have to beat them by just playing extremely good defense and keeping them in the game. Slowing the game down. Slowing the game down with their uh, 38-year-old middle-aged players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got to go to PSAs. Uh, when we get back, the game will be tipping off here soon. And then uh, – We'll give you a couple minutes of commentary, and we get into the Masters, baby. Yeah. All right. Get we'll into the live golf drama. Ooh. Drama? Drama. They're allowed to play. They're wearing their team uniforms. Oh. It's going to be great. Oh. Interesting. We'll be back. Hola. 
You're listening to more tough scenes here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Hello. I feel like there should be like a noise after you say it. Like, yeah. Hold like, on. Uh, we got, yeah, there you go. Whoa! Yankee with, with no brim! brim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, game tips off in two minutes. That's what they say, at least. Yeah. Um, booting up the game right as we speak. Thinking Hopefully about it doesn't make me log into my TV provider because I think I forgot the password. Yeah, I don't know the password at all. Um, I think I think I'm good though. I'm watching an ad right now. I'm watching Lily and uh, AT and T. Um, that's her name, right? Lily, the AT and T girl. It's not Lucy. I don't know. I don't know. Wa- oh, it's gonna ask me to sign in. But anyways, yeah. So that we gave her picks. Um. Kind of are on the side of UConn or UConn for this game. Um, we think uh, San Diego State has a slim chance. I've been out as well. But I, th- I guess I think you'd rather go into a game as a team that just wants to slow it down, get into a greedy game, play real tough defense versus a team like FAU that's like, we got to make threes if we're going to win. Uh, commercial break in progress. Rather not be a live and die by the three team, because defense is all effort. Shooting a three is not effort. Got to have some skill there. But game's getting close to coming on now. Let me commentate on it for a few minutes. Um, what's been the best commercial of this March Madness? None of them. I think that the. Uh, when uh like the real people inside the studio like Charles Barkley and them have to cut to the AT and T people, have you ever see that? Mm-mm. They're like uh probably actually. He's like, all right now before we get back to like they're doing the halftime preview and then when they go back to the game they're like, all right now before we go back to the game a quick word from Lily and AT and T, and it goes to like a pre recorded like commercial basically of uh the AT and T lady something about turning I'll, in your phone. I like the Chuck stop. I do too. Yeah, those Capital Ones with uh. I like the one where Spike Lee's a referee, and uh, it's Magic, Samuel Jackson, and Charles Barkley just like, dude, ref, are you blind? <laughs> and they get ejected. And they get ejected, and Magic Johnson goes, ref, I don't know these people. I feel like that's a very Magic Johnson thing to do. Like, if you get in trouble with your boys, Magic Johnson's going to be the one guy that's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know these guys. This asked me to come out. All right. About the tip-off here, Final Four, Houston, 2023, NCAA Men's Final Four. Ooh, we got, we got a first-time ref. Got a first-time ref. Ron Groover is officiating his first championship game. Also, that Final Four Houston logo is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and UConn wins the tip. Very space-themed. And we're off. We're off. Um, I don't really know a lot of the players' names. Also, this uh, camera angle that it seems like it's a little further back from the court. Also, the court being a couple feet above the bench. I love that. I wish they would play every oh. NBA playoff game with this camera angle. Um, ball bounced off of San Diego State guy. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. UConn ball. One thing going in UConn's favor, Snogo definitely looks like the biggest guy on the court. He may not yeah. be the tallest, but he's definitely the thickest. Yep, he is thick. Um, he, oh, he's at the, San oh. Diego State's jerseys also aren't that cool. Oh, pull-up jumper. Cash. Cash. All right, so UConn won the game 2-0, and uh, so let's get into our Masters. <laughs> All right, UConn's going to win. They scored first. Um, that's, uh, that's a preview. 
The road ends here. San Diego State first Mountain West school to reach the national championship. Huh. Uh, it's also pretty Three cool. Three ball. Also, oh! Ooh. Some would say in that player's well, We just stepped right into that guy in his face. Did not care. I think, I think that's their leading score. Up. Oh. There's the San Diego State fans. Wouldn't mind going to that school. Yeah. <laughs> my game went uh, out. Pretty easy to look at. Uh, my game. Uh, okay, hold on. We might be back. We might be back. We might be back. I'm going to go with uh, the – I'm going to – 4-0. UConn is 4-0 all-time in national championship games. It's a pretty cool stat to have. Yeah. I wish my school had that. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it there eventually. We love Bruce. Yeah. Brucey. All right, my game is back. If Bruce Pearl doesn't have a heart attack – on the sidelines, then he'll get us to a championship game before, uh, before, before the end of our lifetimes. Yeah, so. right now this game, um, nothing going on. You could you can compare it to maybe a heavyweight boxing oh. fight. They're just feeling each other out right now. Uh, someone fell to the ground. Uh, UConn just that guy uh just dropped the ball out of bounds. Yeah, should be San Diego State ball. It is, I think. Uh, number forty-four, Jackson Jr. Uh. New hairstyle would not uh, do him any bad. 24. 20, <laughs> no, no, 44. The guy with the uh, the dreads that uh, is a little too much. Yeah. Am I tripping or does that say 24? I think you're looking at – you're. I see the guy you're looking at. It does say 24. The guy I'm talking about, though, is 44. Where is he at? Houston, how do you feel about Houston, Texas being a host, being a, the host city? Uh, I'd rather it be San Antonio. San Antonio would be pretty cool. I think that Indianapolis is perfect, though. Um, yeah, Indianapolis is just a perfect. When they designed Indianapolis, they're like, we're just gonna, all right, what do we, what do we want? We want to kind of keep in the forefront of our brains when we design this city. They're like, ah, uh, we want to be able to. Put in as many steakhouses as possible and just design it for a Final Four. And NBA draft. Oh. And the uh, NFL oh. Combine. San Diego State, back-to-back threes. San Diego State, back-to-back threes. Good sign. Making them early, giving the team confidence. This is exactly what they need if they want to have a chance. <laughs> That's a great commentary from Megan Shankleton. Dude, uh, Jim Nance who? Yeah. Uh-oh. So Hello, this is a – go to the 18th hole. We have – Patrick Reed on the green. Snogo oh. in the post. Oh! Get up, get big, and great finish. Snogo back in the post. San Diego State. Is that Shaquille Neal out there? San Diego State pushing the ball. Taking him right to work. 17.2 points per game. Uh-oh. Aztecs in the post again. Three for three. Three for three. Um, yeah, this San is San Diego a- State's. I mean, they're, they came out ready to play. Yeah. This has been the problem, though, with teams facing UConn. They have a great first half, and then they kind of wear themselves out. In the second half, they can't do anything. Sunogo back on the block. Jab step. You know jab who, step, dribble. You know who UConn is? Who? UConn was the Philadelphia Eagles of this year. They just run the ball straight down your throat and wear you out. So by the end of the game, you're like, just get a touchdown. I don't want to tackle you. UConn may have been the first to uh, score a bucket, but they are also the first to miss a shot. Uh, and if you look now, San Diego State has double UConn's points. Oh, San- they're blowing them out. San Diego State just air ball. Air ball. <laughs> uh oh. And uh, fast break. 
no longer doubled the points. No longer double the points. They now have only – they're not only winning by two. They went from double the points to winning by two. Oh, I see 44 now. Crazy swing. This this angle really is the best angle to watch basketball. Oh, good touch. Shooters bounce. 10-6 San Diego State. Yeah, I like this angle. Um, I'm a body language expert, and UConn looks defeated right now. They're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Sonogo just gets double teamed every time. Which might be the only way, which might be the thing what you got to do. Ooh, they just picked up a foul. I like it, though. I like the way they're playing Sonogo. Double team, physical, pick up foul, pick up a foul. Yeah, Who are cares? They are they playing zone? I can't really tell. I think they're playing a zone, and then just whoever, whenever Sonogo gets the ball, whoever's closest, you go over and help. We'll see how that pays off. Time trailing the last three games. UConn has only trailed during the last three games for a total of 47 seconds. We're already triple that right now at about two minutes. Uh-oh, tree ball. Uh, San Diego State has missed a three ball. And UConn throws it away. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a, that you, you asked that white guy to make an athletic play and catch that pass, <laughs> and uh, that was a bad mistake on your part. Yeah. You should have known better. But, uh, yeah, that's the first time out, 10-8, about uh, five minutes into uh, the game. I got a Coach K commercial. I'm swiping out of app. Swiping out of app. Perfect right. timing for our Masters preview. Um, Masters, Brooks Kepka going Masters to win it preview. all. Masters um, preview. Actually, after the first five minutes of the game, San Diego State's who's going to win? Uh, well, as of right now, five minutes after the game, if I have to make a prediction, San Diego State. San Diego State did have double their points at one time. They did. And I think they're going to continue to do that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I hope so. They have been shooting three ball nice, two for three. I really just want to see a close game here. It would be hilarious if San Diego State gets out to a lead and then UConn, San Diego State's them. Can you imagine how just much money Vegas would win if that happened? Because I guarantee you no one thought, like, no one bet that. No one thought that was going to happen. What, that UConn comes back? No, that San Diego State blows them out. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if someone took, like, so San Diego State's plus seven and a half. Imagine someone took that line at, like, plus 15. Or, or, or no, minus 15, actually. Yeah. That would be, like, the odds on that would probably be plus 10,000, just as high as they could go. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, should, we put, should we put that bet in right now? Should we live that? Quick money line bet on uh, San, San Diego, Diego State. State? Let's see what let's see what the live odds are here on uh, the Barstool Sportsbook. I'm going to go with right now it's closed into San Diego State plus 200. And I think that the number has come down from 7.5 to 5. 5.5. Five, five Ooh, close. Uh, San Diego State is plus 205. Oh, yeah, close again. I said 200. Um. I should be. I should be. Uh, you are Vegas. Yeah, I should be the Egan, one. Mr. Vegas Shankleton. I should be handicapping Vegas. Um. All right. Well, we got to go to PSAs. Hopefully, we when the commercial break is over when we come back, and my trial on the March Madness Live app doesn't end. And then uh, getting some Masters previews. Yeah, uh, the I live mean, guys are going to be there. There's going to be 16 live guys in the field. My Masters preview is that Brooks Kepka is going to win it by like 20 strokes. He is in good form right now. He won yesterday. Some would say in form. In form. 
He did win the Live uh, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando Open, Orlando Invitational. Yeah, golf Live Orlando in Orlando. Yeah, he won that one, which means he had to beat out uh, like basically the PJ Champions Tour and then like amateurs. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but yeah, good for Brooks. He's gonna win the Masters, and we'll get into it when we come back from PSAs. All right, we'll be back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Tough scenes, tough scenes, tough scenes. 91.1 FM. FM. WGL, EGL, 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 But, uh, yeah, Masters preview. Um, Go through the top ten odds real quick. Scotty Scheffler. Roy McIlroy. <laughs> that, that takes too long. It's like the boom is like, and then you got to wait like a second after it. You yeah, know what I mean? Well, we're going to keep going. Just keep going. John Rahm. Jordan Spieth. Oh, we got to wait for a tan first. Yeah. Cam Smith. Colin Morikawa. <laughs> Max Homa. Whoa, he's in the top 10? He is at 20 to 1. Hey. And then rounding out the top 10 is Patrick Cantlay. Hey, let's go, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick can't lay up. Yeah, so let's go through here. This is according to CBS. Uh, do they have their own sports book, or are they going off like FanDuel or something? Probably. Uh, this is uh, according to Caesars Sportsbook. So we got Scotty Scheffler, 5-1. to one, Any Rory. relation to Lil Caesars? Uh, I wish. Uh, yeah, that, sadly, no. That would be sick. Uh, Scotty Scheffler Uh-oh. won it last year. Also, is he the world number one still? I believe so. Uh, five to one. Uh, for right now. For he's, right now. He's number one for right now. Wait till after this weekend, Brooks. Brooks. Roy McIlroy's at 15 to two. Uh-oh. John Rahm, nine to one. Jordan Speed, 15 to one. Sonogo. And then uh, the lead. got Cameron Smith, Morikawa, Homa, and Cantlay all at 20 to one. And then uh, rounding out this list is Shoffley. And Justin Thomas, twenty-two Zander to Shuffley? one. Sander Shuffley, Brooks Kepka. Let's take a guess. What do you think he is right now? Uh, plus. No, give me like a uh, like a uh, like twenty-two to one. This is what that's what they have on this one. Um, Instead of like the plus thirty to one. It's pretty close. Thirty-five to one. Yep. So call uh, me Vegas. Basically. All, what we got to do this weekend is just somehow play the tournament 35 times. And he'll win. Uh-oh. San Diego State called for uh, travel, potentially? I have no sound, so I can't hear the beautiful voice of Jim Nance. I'm not even watching you right now, to be honest. Um, I'm on this golf website. Cause, uh, hopefully this guy's right. I'm just going to make all my picks based off this guy. Seems like he knows a lot. Patrick McDonald. He knows golf. He knows golf. So, this week's Masters is going to start on April the 6th and finish on April the 9th on Sunday. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to play. The live guys are going to play. There are 16 live golfers in the field. The big names are obviously what we said earlier, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Ooh. got Cam Smith. And that's pretty much the only guys that have any solid chance to win. Um, yeah, these live guys are just not playing very good golf right now, except for Brooks Kepka. Bryson DeChambeau, I think, has only gotten 
he's gotten like tenth on live tour one time. Ooh. Are you listening at all? I am. No, you're I'm not. Just, yeah, I am. You're watching the game. Uh, all right, I'll do the show. Uh, um, so my <laughs> master's preview while Riley watches the game. He, uh, well, uh, UConn just charged. They just got hit with charge, and Sonogo's not in the game. I think his shoes broke. So the master's 2023 <laughs> preview is uh, <laughs> basically right now the players um, at the beginning of the year, it just was John Robb and Scotty Scheffler that won all the events. And then here recently there's been some guys um, lower in the world rankings that have won. So it's kind of hard to base off who's playing well right now because if you look at the top ten in the world, you could kind of say none of them are playing very well right now. Um, so let's see who won last. Corey Connors. Or was that his name? One of Valero Texas Open this past weekend. He's hey. also really good at ma- at the at the Masters. I think Valero was, Texas Open isn't that in San Antonio? Um, isn't that? Uh, let's see. I have no idea. What are, what are those courses called? TPC San Antonio. I'm pretty Valero sure. Valero Texas Open 2023. Might be in Austin. Yeah, Corey Connors won. He was minus 15. TPC San Antonio. Um. And he's really good at Augusta, so I think Corey Connors at forty to one, he's not going to win it, but he's going to be top five. He's top ten. He was top five, top ten last year. Actually, let me look up Corey Connors, Masters twenty two. Isn't he the Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, okay. no one knows about him. Flying under the radar, but trust Great me, value. When you see him on Sunday, top of the leaderboard, just remember tough scenes. Uh, is Louis Oostagen in the field? Louis Ushishishin, uh, he is in the field, I believe. He is also a live golfer. Um, considered to be old now. So, like, uh, one of those guys that... Even for golf standards? Yeah, he's one of those guys that's like, ah, he's kind of past. He's not. Should probably head to the PJ Tour of Champions. Um, well, remember when uh, Phil won the PGA Championship? That is true. He was pretty old. Maybe Louis Ustazen will just come in second again. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. That's why I brought him up. I was like, he he's good for a nice like run on Sunday. He is good for a nice run on Sunday. And fall apart on like 14. No, he'll have he like he's good for having the greatest Sunday round ever, but just being so far out of contention from the first three days. Yeah, that he gets second. Yeah, yeah, he's good for that. He's yeah. Due. So my first pick that I'm gonna make uh, you should watch out for is Corey Connors because he got. Uh, one last week, so he's obviously in good form, and he got six last year hmm. at minus three. Who got second last year? Uh, so the top five from last year was Scotty at minus ten. He won by three strokes. Rory in second at oh, minus yeah. seven. Shane Lowry, who's always good at these type of courses, is third at minus five. Cam Smith also at minus five. So they were both like tied for third. And then fifth place was Morikawa at minus four. Hmm. And then Corey Connors. Hmm. Is Matsuama competing? Matsuama is definitely competing. Um, I think he'll be he'll be able to compete for life because he's got the exemption because he won yeah. it. Yeah, I just didn't know if he was injured or anything like that. I haven't been keeping up with the with golf as as heavily. Plus two last year was his final score for a uh, tie for fourteenth. Plus two for fourteenth. He's obviously good though. He won it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to win it this year, but... Um, is he in form? I don't know. 
Is he in form? Is he in PGA or live? Oh, he's remember, in PGA. I remember there were rumors. Um, I can tell you who's going to be bad. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, well, he can, he hasn't figured out Augusta yet. Uh, it's a par 67 still, so. Um, yeah, and he's not going to break par. Yeah, dude, the, I feel bad for Bryson DeChambeau. Dude. Has, uh, he's he's like, just fallen off the face of the earth. He has. I mean, he was literally a walking billboard on the PJ Tour. Like, everyone tried to sign him. He couldn't. He didn't have any more space on his shirt to have more sponsors. Then he went to live, and and not only was he just like a big name on PJ Tour, he won the U.S. Open. He won a lot of other tournaments. Won Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Fifth major. Yeah, he was top ten in a bunch of events. And then he went to live, and his best finish on live was a tie for tenth. Hmm. And uh, yesterday, I think he was t tie for twenty fourth. He has to be injured or something. I think he's just ruined his golf game why by just trying to be he's he was always just wanting to do everything different and it's like there's nothing wrong with that but there also is something to be said about like the the pj's been doing the same like the same kind of thing for since it was created and (laughs) like he's just like gonna start swinging differently and playing the game of golf differently uh do you think no one else has thought about that yeah Jesus was the first person to come up with that epiphany of like, oh, I'm gonna change golf. Um, at least he, at least he tried. No, he did try, and he did make like 125 million dollars because of that was like his signing bonus to live. But now he's he's horrible. He's a bad golfer. Uh, Cobra dropped him. Really? Yeah, Cobra dropped him. Uh, so he's just Who's like Cobra's guy now. Uh, I think it's just Ricky. Oh, I wow. don't know who. Is he in the Masters this year? I actually am not sure. Because I think he had to qualify on his, like, world golf ranking. Yeah. And I think he was out of it a couple weeks ago. Who knows? I would love to see Ricky in the in the field. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Cobra dropped him. Now he's just got a mixed bag. Um, Can't figure out a driver because he tries to hit it so hard he just sprays it everywhere. Yeah. And uh, he's bad, so don't pick him. Hmm. Tough scene. Also, his best finish was when he was an amateur. It was T21. And then the next year, he said that. <laughs> par 67. Yeah, par 67. I mean. Yeah. Um, and that'd be the worst. It could be the, like, coldest take in sports. It's up there. Saying Augusta is a par 67 to me is literally saying, um, yeah, Super Bowl will probably be, like, an exhibition game. Yeah. Super Bowl will probably be as easy as the preseason. We'll definitely sweep the World Series. Yeah, like. I don't think that the, they might not even score a run on us. The Houston Astros are really a minor league team. Yeah, they're not. That it's good. really Triple A versus MLB here. Yeah, he yeah, definitely did himself no favors with that comment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to get a sixty-seven first. Yeah, or you have to get it like at least two or three times. To yeah, be like this is a par sixty-seven to me. You know, who can say it's a par sixty-seven. Uh, Dustin Johnson, who went like twenty under that year, he won. Yeah, that was crazy. He's in the field. Fall Masters. It's also pretty cool. Um, the Live guys are going to be wearing their team shirt. So all of uh, so Dustin Johnson and the, his three other teammates will all be wearing the four aces shirts. And I think they have another. They have corporate sponsors now, so mm. that's pretty cool. So I think it will. I think it honestly will be pretty interesting to see them in their Live uniforms. Fits. The Live fit. It almost feel like a All Star game. If they wore like uh, the NFL All Star Game 
where like a couple of years back where they had the All Star jersey, but they wore their helmets. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Remember when they had like the team Dion versus like the team Michael Urban? I liked that the first year because Joe Hayden was one of the coaches, and I was like, "Oh look, he's a Browns player." Yeah. But then I was like, "Yeah, East for that was like a Super Bowl for you." Yeah, but then AFC versus NFC is way cooler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they should do it by division. I had, I mean, you want it to be good, you have to a- attach something to it. They should do it by division, and do like a ooh, like a like a bracket. But yeah, AFC like North what the versus AFC NHL South does. Ooh, yeah, that'd be really cool. I like actually, that. I like that. Then I don't know. Would it though? The best division. Would it though? Because then you'd just be competing with all your rival, your biggest rivals, as teammates now. Oh well, it is true. Oh well, but uh, yeah. So my pick for the Masters to win it. Mm, I I would love to see a live guy win it just so I could watch Rory McIlroy have a temper tantrum like he's five years old on the 18th green. Um, it would be cool for Roy to win it though. He would complete the career Grand Slam. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I don't. He hasn't played well this year though. He's been like changing out all bunch of equipment in his bag. He doesn't like the new stealth driver. Uh, he also went back to his old putter. So he's in his head. Hmm. Not I don't a good think, sign. I don't think that's very good heading into Masters week. Yep. No, I I agree with you. I I'm just not gonna be dumb here, and I'm just gonna go with. The world number one and the guy who wins tournaments by five strokes, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want Brooks to win. Uh, I don't know if John Rahm's in form as he. Well, he's obviously not in form that he was in the beginning of the year where he just dominated everything. I don't. I want. I really like. Might be overestimating it a little bit, but I think Brooks. That I mean, he won the week before. It's gotta be pretty big for confidence. Yeah, I think he's got to be like. And he's good at Augusta. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a major. He's the major killer. Yeah. He's got to be like I'll pick Brooks. I'll pick Brooks. Confidence is high. I won't I'm not going to pick him. I pick Scotty, but I'm cheering for Brooks. San Diego State can't make a bucket, which I used to be a huge Brooks hater. Yeah. If you the remember from like the first year of this podcast, whenever Brooks and Bryson hate each other. Yeah. They probably still do, but one of them's just significantly better. Yeah, one of them they're just Two completely different people. One of them is like uh, before, like as you're on your way to the pool, you're like, you got sunscreen, right? SPF 50. And then Brooks is like, after two hours and six beers, he's like, am I burnt? Yeah. Is, am I red? <laughs> that, that is that's, that's, that's a, pretty accurate. That's how you could define those two people. All right. Well, we got to go to PSAs. Um, San Diego State can't make a, make a bucket, and UConn's already running away with it. So after. We're going to lose. After 12 minutes. I'm going to say UConn's going to win. Um, listen, I'm not going to say our five-minute prediction is wrong, but I'm going to agree with you All after right. 12 minutes. All right. All right. We'll be back. We are back. More tough scenes here on WGL 91.1 FM. FM. 20 to 12, UConn. Um, and it uh, is looking like the rest of uh, their games. Yeah. Uh, UConn's pushing the pace, and San Diego State cannot make a shot. Yeah, and uh, noth- there's only difference in this game. Uh, they both take in exactly 15 field goals. The only difference is UConn has made nine of them, and San Diego State's made four of them. Hmm. So, you know, they're both get- they're getting the same amount of looks. You just got to make your shots. Got to make your shots. I feel like an old coach. 
or just like a uh, dad on the sidelines of a rec league game. Got to make your shots. San Diego State started off four and five since they're zero and ten. And UConn. And they um, missed another shot. Oh. There's UConn's head basketball coach planning on how he's going to hide the bodies later. <laughs> he is a serial killer because he is the most stoic. Like, if you watch an interview of him, he's like, uh, think about Voldemort. And you're like, that, he's exactly like that. He's like this very stoic, Voldemort-esque character. And then as soon as like his player like maybe just sets a screen slightly wrong, uh, he loses his mind. Yeah, he is a fiery guy. But... Oh, San Diego State has not scored in the past eight minutes. Almost nine minutes. And UConn just scored again. Yeah, this game isn't They uh, can't get a look. Necessarily close. Scoring drought, zero field goals in the last eight minutes. All right, if they don't score here, I'm just going to go keep talking about the UFC. Uh, they did not. I'm a little bit ahead. They can't get a look. Yeah, they didn't make it. All right, so uh, UFC 287. <laughs> um... Alec Pereja. Yeah, let Alex me. Uh, Pereja. I'll Pereja. go through the main card here, so we can. Uh, if we want to talk about, it, we can talk about. Pull it up three. Uh, Paul starting a, the the main card first fight. Paul Rosas Jr. Uh, have you heard of him? The like seventeen year old kid that's got oh, the from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He's seven and seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, I watched his first UFC fight, and he is. Uh, I think this is his first main card, and his. Seventh, he's not. It's not seventh UFC. Like his third fight in the UFC. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and he's like what eighteen, something like that. Still in high school. Think about how crazy that would be. Like a senior in high school walking out. Because I mean, this is obviously going to be a ginormous fight because of the main event. Yeah. Like imagine Where is it? Uh, Miami. Oh. Because uh, Masvidal's fighting on it, uh, and then oh yeah, and he imagine said- being eighteen and like you get to walk out to like. That literally is every 18-year-old kid's dream when they watch, like, a UFC walkout. They're like, dude, if I was doing that, it'd be so sick. Yeah. Like, if I was a professional fighter. Like, this guy's going to show up to his high school on Monday and be like, look at this black guy. It's from, like, you watched it happen. Yeah. I don't even need to tell you. You watched it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, that one bowler. Uh, what, what? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the, you talking about the old guy with sunglasses? Yeah. Uh, uh, who do you think you are? Yeah, I am. He said, hate me or love me. You watched. That's all yeah. you could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fighting a guy who's eight and one, Christian Rodriguez. Couldn't tell you anything about Christian Rodriguez. Me neither. Um, um I did watch Rosa, Ro, Rosas Ros, yeah. Ros, Rosas Jr. Um I watched him submit somebody. Uh I, what fight was that? That was the Patty Patty card. Yeah, it was uh the one that was in like the UFC building in Vegas, right? Like wasn't it a big arena? Is it like the UFC Apex Center, right? It might have been. I, I think actually was, think his no. first fight was Dana Contender Series. Yeah, it was his first like, uh, like on a card. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. I think it was the last undercard. No, yeah, fight. he's a really good wrestler and grappler. Uh, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give him the win because I don't know the other guy. Yeah, and I think he's uh, like a legit fighter. Yeah. Then the next what one. Weight, what weight is he? Uh, bantam weight. So I think that's one thirty five. Yeah, one thirty five, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next fight, welterweight Kevin Holland um, versus Santiago. Ponsinibio. Let me read it. Uh, it's a lot of letters there. Ponsinibio. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. It's that's it's that's what it says. I'm gonna go with the other guy. Uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Holland, Holland is he's also extremely entertaining in his fights. He like just talks to the other fighter. And it's yeah. not like trash talk, sometimes it's like pretty funny. Like he'll get hit in the face and he's like, Ow, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's being honest. He's being it real. is pretty honest. The next one, uh, this guy is the best name probably in the UFC. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Rob Font. Rob Font, just based off the name wins. Uh, where's he from? Rob Font. Is he American? Is, he looks American. Uh, could be wrong. Rob Font is a American mixed martial artist. He was the featherweight champion for S E. I mean for C E S M M A. Don't know what that is. C E Southeastern. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Rob he's Font. fighting. Rob, shout out Rob Font. Uh, yeah, and I'm that gonna take wins. him too. Now, these are the two fights that we can actually talk about a little bit because we know these. Uh, the Rob co-main Fonten, event. Times New Roman. Um, or is he in... Uh, actually, I'm not sure what this is. Whatever Google font is. <laughs> um, co-main event. Okay, here's where it actually gets interesting because, to be honest, unless you're a diehard fan, I don't think anyone watches for like until the co-main or main event. I think you watch it, but you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're just like, that fight was awesome. Yeah. Couldn't tell you their names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the co-main event, welterweight, 170, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal said if he loses, it might be his last fight. Ooh, that sounds like loser mentality. Um, yeah, and I think Gilbert Burns is just better than him. Yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, Burns is very good. Gilbert Burns is the guy that is just like the third best 175 like 170 pounder because whenever he gets a title shot he loses but then when he goes back down and fights like uh maybe like their five or six rank guy he beats him and then it's like all right title shot again and then he loses that one yeah so he, like he literally is just like the bes- next best after the champion i don't know about uh i mean he's not better he's than close. Colby or, or usman or leon but have they fought colby and burns before i think so I don't know. I'm I know Bur- Burns up. and Usman have fought, right? Yeah, Burns and Usman has fought, and Usman won. And Burns and Leon have fought? believe so. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Oh, uh, I just got faked out by a YouTube of UFC 4 simulation. <laughs> nice. So they did not fight yet. Um, that could be in the, in the works. That'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, I think uh, Gilbert Burns. Jorge Masvidal is... Uh, he only wins if he fights uh, another like uh, stand-up guy. Yeah. Gilbert Burns is way too good of a wrestler to lose to Jorge Masvidal because he'll probably stand with him, and then if he ever gets hurt, he just takes him down. Yeah, and I mean, Jorge it's definitely, I think, I don't want to say definitely, but he's lost a step for sure. Yeah, and he's, I mean, his last two, I mean, he's lost his last two fights. He fought Usman for the belt, got his head snapped backwards. Um, that was a very gruesome knockout. Mm-hmm. And then the next fight he fought Colby Covington and got just worked for five rounds. Yeah. So I'm going to go with he's going to – and then after that he uh, decided to go punch the guy, sucker punch the guy who beat him in the ring, but he did it in public. Yeah. At like what, a grocery store, right? Or like No, like walking – yeah, coming out of a restaurant. You know who he's used with? Colby Covington was eating with the Nelk Boys. Hmm. <laughs> and that's how they found out about it because the Nelk Boys put it on their story. 
Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so Jorge, he's also he's old. So I'm going Gilbert Burns. <sighs> San Diego State, this entire segment has not made a shot. Dude, this what, entire like, segment. The game started, and we just keep talking, and then they're like, wait a minute. We're supposed to keep scoring? I mean, they're down by 12. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, moving on. My Alex. hope is my hope is just dwindling for this game. Yeah, it's turning into exactly what we all thought it would be. Exact, like not even like. I mean, they're at the up. line, but uh, this is crazy to see. Alex Pereira is the UFC champion, and he only has eight MMA fights. He's seven and one. He's the biggest one eighty five ever, which makes it seem like why doesn't more two hundred five guys just do what he's doing and somehow make it down to 185 and then go into the I, ring at 220. It's hard. I don't know I mean, how. I, know I, I honestly I honestly have no clue how he does it. Yeah, because, I mean, he just is massive. so much bigger. Like, when he gets in the ring, taller, wider, thicker, just And bigger, he's still fast. Bigger in every aspect. He's, he's, he's like what we all thought Paulo Costa would be. Here I'll I'll look up his height and weight. That's that's how I look at Pereira. Uh, like Paulo Costa was, I mean, he was Jack too. He was the biggest one eighty five I thought until Pereira. But and and don't get me wrong, like Baracina, I think that was his nickname, Baracina. Yeah, Paulo Costa. He was a beast too. Like he was very very good, powerful, could strike. But Pereira's striking is just un- unreal, and with how big he is. And like he just, I think he has like a, a, well, I know he has a very high fight IQ. I think he's yeah, like a smarter fighter than Borachina. Yeah, and uh, his so he is Borachina. Um, uh, Alex Pereira is called Potan. Yeah, I like which means stone hand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call him, Potan, and that translates stone hand. Uh, Brazil's native Tupi language, Po means hand. And Atan means something solid, dense, stone-like. So, uh, Pereira's nickname is Solid Hand, or s- translates to Stone Hand. <laughs> and he just knocks people out cold. Dude, San Diego State can't buy a bucket right now. Yeah, that game's over. Right? <laughs> like I'm not watching it anymore. The shots are just not going in. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't... Yeah, like, uh, too, big, too big a stage? Stage maybe, too big? Maybe. Yeah, so uh, we got old uh, Alex Stonehand Pereira. <laughs> I really don't know who's going to win this fight. Uh, I'm going to go with Pereira because he has beat Izzy twice in a row. Now, him you may twice. think, you're like, oh, also I looked up his size. Uh, dude walks around normally at 6'4", 225. And he's, and he's somehow in and he's like ripped, a, too. And then somehow in like a two-month span, he gets down to 185. Yeah. And then he enters the – and then the last fight, I actually rewatched the last fight this weekend. Joe Rogan made a comment. He walked into the ring at 215, and he's fighting at 185. Yeah. He's heavyweight. That's above light heavyweight. This dude's a heavyweight walking in. I don't know. Like, I've cut weight before. Like, I mean, not 40 pounds, but, like, still, I don't understand how he put on 30 pounds in a day, in a night, in a, like, literally just a night. Day and and a half. Yeah, day and a half. Yeah, I don't. I think he. I mean, most of it's fluids, obviously. Yeah, and um, you you may think if you're at it. home, you're like, "Whoa, this guy sounds like the greatest UFC fighter of all time. He's bigger than everybody else. His name's stinking Stonehand. What? 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 How's he ever gonna lose? Because he can't wrestle. 
Yeah. He cannot is wrestle. He, is he the style bender? One of the best strikers we've ever seen was wrestling him. Yeah, he was he was wrestling him, and he was actually being pretty successful at wrestling him because that's just how bad his wrestling skills are. Well, you heard me mention you only ate MMA fights, and all of his fights before then were kickboxing, where you couldn't wrestle. Yeah, and so crazy good kickboxer though. I think that one of the best. Is he? Is he? Defended the belt like what five or six times before he lost it, maybe even like seven or eight times. Yeah, a crazy amount of times. Looked like he was just going to run 185 division, and then he got beat by Pereira. And it makes, but I don't think that. I think that Izzy's going to lose, but I don't think that he's the best matchup for Pereira. If you want to, you know, give him like someone. I think that honestly, right now, Bo Nickel wipes the floor with Alex Pereira. <sighs> They're the same division. Bo Nickel just had his first UFC fight. Uh, on the main card, oh. and, and he dominated. I think did he submit him in the first round or second round? First, he submitted him in the first round. Three time champion at Penn State. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so he's a good wrestler. San Diego um, State dra- drained a three. They might be back. Hey, look, their first shot in uh an hour since the game started. Yeah. Oh, turnover. And they missed a transition layup. Uh we got to go to PSAs. All right, PSAs, PSAs, PSAs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, back with PSAs. Uh, tough scenes. Tough scenes on ninety-one point one WEGL. And uh, Cleveland is uh, beating the Oakland A's two-one. Bottom the, of the first. The Braves are beating the St. Louis Cardinals eight to four. Bottom of the eighth. Um, oh yeah. And by the way, it's going. Uh, me and Riley's teams are going to meet up in the in the playoffs. In the World Series. Yeah, the Guardians are about to be four and one after tonight. Uh, it's destroying the Mariners, and then today the A's, and same thing. The Braves done the same. Twenty eight years after the after the last time we met each other in the World Series. And the Yankees suck. Yeah. I mean they don't, but I hate them. Uh, I did watch John Carlos Stanton uh, ground into a bases loaded double play in the bottom of the ninth the other night. Perfect. Um, was that's what he does. Was pretty funny. That's what they do. They have the most insane year possible, and then they get signed. For a huge amount of money to the Yankees, and then they just kind of are not that good. Yeah, I mean, Judge is good, though. Yeah, besides Judge. First at bat. Actually, he just got paid, though, so we don't know yet. Well, first at bat, he smoked the ball. I think that almost goes like, I think I almost like that, though. You can't keep that up all for 162 games, right? Maybe he got lucky. It's going to fizzle out by July. I like asking Yankees fans, like, who and who hasn't earned their pinstripes. I just... Uh, I've never met an actual Yankees fan. Huh. Like, I mean, I've met people who say they're Yankees fans who were born in not New York. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah. Like, if you're, you can't pick, like, uh, it's like if you were born in Missouri and you're like, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I mean. No, actually, let's, let's pick further away. You're in Spokane, Washington. You're like, I'm going to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. In the I don't 90- know. In the 90s when they were the best team. Yeah, I mean, if you've been a fan for over 30 years, though. Uh, since trailing 10-6, uh, UConn went on a 30-10 and 10 run, and is and the coach is still screaming at their bench to do something better. Just why they're up 36-20. All right, you got two minutes, 40 seconds left. Uh, let's see if San Diego State can make this somewhat close before going to half. But uh, while they try to do that, this will finish up UFC real quick. Stonehands versus the Stylebender. Stonehands would lose to Bo Nickel. 
in a minute and a half. No. I'll give it three rounds. Dude, I really think that like he Pereira is just that bad at wrestling. Because Adesanya isn't a good wrestler, and he looked like a good wrestler in the first fight. So, Bo Nickel, I think that once Bo Nickel got Pereira, to, maybe, like, they have to, he has to, like, kind of feel him out for, like, two minutes because he doesn't want to have to just, like, run straight in there because he's got such knockout power. But once Bo Nickel grabs him, done. I think if Pereira, Pereira like, wins this, I think he's just going to go up to 205. I think he should because he's got to run away from the good wrestlers because think about the guys who are waiting in line at 185. They're all really good wrestlers. Whitaker, uh, Bo Nickel, Yell Romero. Yeah. All solid grapplers or wrestlers. What if uh, John Jones cuts down the 205, fights Pereira? I think that that has to be the biggest UFC fight of all time. No, that, that actually – I don't think they would make that because they'd be like – I mean, I think that Jones – it would just be the exact same thing as the Cyril Gaon fight. Because I think Cyril Gaon and Pereira have, like, equal wrestling ability. Yeah. Like, John Jones, like, I think Bo Nickel's a better wrestler than John Jones, but John Jones is bigger. So it might just be, like, even more of a domination. Uh, I don't know. Kickboxing fight, John Jones versus Pereira. That'd be insane. But, yeah, I think that's what he says he's going to do, right? After I don't know. He, he said he wants to go get the 205 belt. I don't know if he said it after it, if, if he said he's going to stay at 185, defend that a couple times, or just go straight. He's also like 35. Yeah, he came into the UFC late, and I think the, literally the only reason he came to the UFC is because he uh, beat Izzy. No, he actually, yeah, he beat Izzy, and then there's a an interview that he saw that Izzy uh, Israel Adesanya did where they were asked him, they're like, your only losses were like to this one guy in kickboxing. And he's like, what do you think, like? Think like, uh, what do you think about it? Pretty much, and then he was like, "You know what? Yeah, he beat me, but now I'm in the UFC, and I'm gonna become champion. And this guy's just gonna be some old bum at the bar that's looking at me winning championships. Like, I used, I beat that guy once. I fought that guy. And then basically, Alex Pereira just watched that one interview, and he's like, "Oh, really? I'm gonna be a UFC fighter now. He Watch it, this." He took it personally. No, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> like, it's it's in the it's in the YouTube video building up to this fight. He saw that one interview where Izzy was like. Yeah, he beat me in kickboxing, but now I'm a UFC fighter, I'm an MMA guy. He's just going to be some old kickboxer at the bar. Like, I fought that guy, and, and Alex Pereira apparently just, like, literally lost his mind at that and said, oh, for real? <laughs> okay, then. Oh, for real? I'm going to the UFC. Watch this. Came to UFC, had two fights, two first-round knockouts, fought Izzy, uh, knocked him out in the fifth round. All because of, all because uh, Adesanya was a little too... Too loudmouth on yeah. one interview. Yeah. You can still be the champion right now. But this one guy was just like, oh, you said I couldn't do it? All right. All right. Watch. Watch this. In that fight, like, I mean, Izzy was winning that fight, in my opinion. Like, Pereira, the first two rounds. He almost knocked good. him out the first round. Yeah. Yeah, he, then, he stunned Pereira. I thought Pereira looked good, though, for, like, majority of the fight. He wasn't winning. But then when he knew that he could just go all gas in the fifth round, yeah. put it all out there. Izzy couldn't, Izzy and it was just there. it was so unfair because it was like you could see, like if Izzy hit Pereira, you're like all right, like he hit him. But then like Pereira hits Izzy, and then you're like, jeez Louise, dude! Like it's, it's like Drago, like is yeah, like his <laughs> powers. Drago. It is like he, Izzy has to hit, throw like ten punches to equal like the pain and damage of one of Pereira's jabs. I mean Stonehand, dude. Like he's that's, just that's bro. Like so you see nice. him, you see him get like hit one time, and it's like knocking his whole body like one way or the other, and like he's like grimacing super hard. Like these punches from Pereira are just 
Stone. Yeah. Stonehand. It's. Now I know why they call him Botan. Botan. You know what he did as a job before this? Uh, he worked at a tire shop in Brazil, just changing changing tires. Hmm. And he was like, "I'm gonna fight now." Yeah. He's just and he's just like, I think I could just like, literally be the best fighter and beat the snot out of everyone. So I'm gonna do that. And that's what he's doing. I I mean, did they I. Do they have a documentary on Alex Pereira? I mean, it's got to be here soon, right? I mean, it, it would be super interesting. I mean, it's like really, I want to watch the re, like I might this, I might watch the replay of the last fight. The story could be like during the show. The story could be is like he came to UFC to fight one man. And he obliterated him twice. Yeah. Maybe. Don't know. Dude, imagine if he gets like a imagine if he just dominates Izzy like for like two I hope not. I'm out. cheering for Izzy to win because uh Alex Pereira, I mean, it's not really his fault, but he's just, like, not hot on the mic. And as, like, a more casual fan, I want a guy that's going to, like, you know. I don't really like Izzy's mic skills. Yeah, they're not the best, but they are better than Pereira's. Um, well, yeah, Pereira can't really. Pereira also comes out with that sick uh, face paint that just is yeah. super scary. Yeah, and he has, like, the like the feathered just, just no cap. no motions no facial expressions stone no hand. no words stone no hand. words stone hand he lets his hands do the talking that's also maybe because he can't speak english but yes he does I, the i saw a video of him speaking english on twitter not too bad uh well let's uh, hopefully he doesn't curse in it let me listen to it i've always wondered that do you think like some baseball players just like uh just keep the translator around. Like they can speak perfectly good English. They just don't really want to get asked that many questions. They don't really want to be talked to that much. So they're like, "Oh, no translator can talk to you." Um, no hablo inglés. I feel like they just don't want to. They just don't want to be interviewed that much. No, they just like. I mean, it's it's kind of scary, dude. Again, like talking to millions of people in a language that you. You're not 100% sure. Yeah, but I feel like some of them who have been here for a while have mastered it after a while. Um, like, I think Cozy Ramirez on The Guardians speaks perfectly good English. He just doesn't want to be asked too many questions at the press conference. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. If that's the case. But, uh, yeah, this weekend, I'm cheering for Adesanya, but Pereira gets it done. I want to find this video, dude. But if Pereira ever fights a, uh, a wrestler, he's done. Bo Nickel beats him in two and a half minutes. Yeah, I'm saying. You take him down, what's he going to do? Can't wrestle. Kickbox his whole life. Well, I can't find the video anymore. What video were you looking for? It was Alex Pereira speaking English. But we got to go to PSAs and then we got to talk ball. Got to talk ball. Um, I'm going to make the tier list. I'm going to make the tier list during the break. Uh, We're going to have a tier list of MLB teams. Uh, this year, for this year only. All right, I'll make a make our my tier list as well. We'll see what we um, how we compare. Make your own tip. All right, PSAs. All right, I'm uh, still making the tier list. We're uh, you're listening to Tough Scenes here on WGL ninety one point one. My tier list, um, uh, tier one. Uh, uh, actually, let's go from the bottom. Uh, tier two, the New York Yankees. Tier one, everybody else. <laughs> so my lowest tier is going to be called maybe next year. Uh, 
Next tier. You want to be... uh, go through all like the divisions and maybe give like a little preview and then do the tier list or do a tier list first. Combine. Combine as we go. I guess we can just go uh, div- like division by division, and then once we talk about it, you place it in a tier. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. All right. Let me look up the uh, MLB teams. Playoffs. MLB teams. All of them. I want to know all of them. Well, that's not helping at all. All right. You want to start with the American League or the National League? Uh, Let's do – well, let's do the uh, American League West. American League West? So, I have the Angels first. Um, let's talk about the Angels. Um, <clears throat> two best players in baseball, but they're going to probably miss the playoffs because they're not winning – Definitely not winning this division. All right, so how my tiers are is maybe next year, mid, could make a run, playoffs, then champions. I'm going to put Angels in mid um, because that's exactly what they are. Yeah, I think that the Angels could be a good team. I think they could be uh, – I, I think they're on the line of mid and could make a run. Uh, I think – Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are just such good baseball players that if anyone else on the team just steps up like a little bit, <laughs> then they will m- have a chance to make the playoffs and make a run. But uh, uh, the way that you know it's gone so far, uh, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So yeah, I think I'm going to put the Angels in mid as well. Um, Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Maybe next year. Yeah, come back next year, buddy. Um, and even then. Uh, Maybe next year again. Next greatest year. thing to happen to the A's in the past twenty years is Moneyball. So, yep. um, uh, they need new ownership, they new stadium, need a new uh, just fan base. No one goes to games. Um, no, I think they actually would have a decent fan base if they had a de- uh, half decent ownership group and a half decent stadium. But yet, like the Pittsburgh Pirates do it right. They're really bad, and everyone knows they're going to be really bad. But yeah. they have the best stadium in the MLB, so why not go to the games? Yeah, and it's just like if you know they're going to be bad, then who cares? And they have, like, cool prospects. Yeah, the but A's the, don't. the A's is like you just want to show up to a football stadium that has a baseball field in it. Like you just want to show up to a game where, like, the seats aren't going to be that great and there's really nothing cool about the stadium and uh, also on field isn't that cool either. Yeah, and then all of your players are just Braves AAA players. Uh or just 37-year-olds that were once good yeah, and now are making the veteran minimum on the ace. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, come back next year, buddy. Uh, potentially the complete opposite of the A's, the Houston Astros. Houston Astros. Um, they got better somehow. I'm going to put them – I'm going to make this t- this tier uh, World Series level. That's what I'm going to call it, the highest tier. Yeah, they're a contender uh, for sure. And I think they're going to be in. This you can just call contenders if you want, World Series contenders. But uh, yeah, they're definitely a contender. Um, they the only position they lost was pitcher and first base. Uh, good but they for got them. Abreu. Yeah, good for them. They got one of the best first basemen in the league in Abreu, and they have their second starting guys. their second starting pitcher, Vamber Al- Alves or Valdez. Valdez was like third in Cy Young voting last year. Yeah. So both the positions they lost filled them with probably better players. 
Yeah. They had 39-year-old Yuri Gurriel at first base last year, and now they have a better hitter and a younger player in Jose Abreu. Uh, he's, like, younger by, like, three years, but, yeah. Yeah, so they got better at the two positions they lost. Uh, they're going to be contenders again. Mariners. Uh, just got swept. Not swept, but uh, lost the series. Guardians just wiped the floor with the Mariners. Uh, I think they can make a run though. No, I think that they will. They will make the playoffs. I think the Astros win this division. I think that's obvious. But uh, I think the Mariners make the playoffs again, just like they did last year. Uh, Texas Rangers. What are the top three tiers? There's contenders, and then playoff playoffs, and then could make a run. Could make a run. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Mariners in playoffs. I have them and could make a run. Because I'm not – this is a good division. This is. And the Rangers are undefeated. They got a new manager that's old school. They're undefeated. They got some – I like the Rangers. Names. I'm putting the Rangers on the same level as the Mariners. I think – This actually – this is going to be – one. there's going to be a team here that misses out on the playoffs that should not, and it's going to be the Mariners or the Rangers. I think it's going to be the Angels. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't think the Angels are going to – I think I think they're just not going to make the playoffs. I no, I don't think they are either, but I think that – I like uh, I like the Rangers' chances more than I like the Angels' chances. Yeah, I just think that there's gonna be. I just think that there's gonna be. Um, actually, yeah, I guess I guess I'll go with the AL West. Will have two teams uh, to make the have three teams make the playoffs, like how the AL East did last year. Yeah, I think that the Astros, the Mariners, and the and the Rangers all make the playoffs. That would be AL Beast. AL Beast. Um, AL Best. Yeah, AL Best. That, even better. AL Best. Uh, Let's go to the Central. Central. AL Best, chance to be the best division in baseball. Now the worst division. AL the Central. worst division except for the top. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the top. Let's go. Cleveland Guardians, I'm putting them. Contenders. I, I, I want to put them in World Series level. I just don't think they have the top-end talent like the other teams have, but I could definitely see them making a run to the World Series. I'm going to put them in playoffs because I think they're definitely going to win the division. Yeah, we're going to win this division by, like, um, 20 games. The rest of the other four teams are horrible. Yeah, I'm just going to put – this is going to be a quick division. Royals, maybe next year. Tigers, maybe next year. Tigers uh, – no, actually, Tigers should be, like, check back in a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twins, mid. Twins, uh, they might – I think they'll go like, what? What's the five hundred eighty-one and eighty-one? Yeah, yeah, they'll go eighty-one and eighty-one. I can see the White Sox maybe making a playoff, like a run to the playoffs. Okay. I just think that they're gonna their offense. I mean, Jose Abreu was a big chunk of their offense last year. Yeah, and they just lost him. And Tim Anderson is always, you know, they always say he's gonna be like Mike Trout. And he never is. Yeah, um, I have the White Sox and Twins both being mid. Yeah, I'm going to move the White Sox to mid as well. Then I have the Royals. Uh, better luck next year. And the Tigers, check back in a decade, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I should make another tier. Of just the Tigers. Detroit Tigers. Just call it Tigers. And the A's. Yeah, and the A's and maybe the Nationals. Yeah. yeah. Um, AL East. Now, the AL Beast. This is the actual AL Beast. AL. Um, there's only really one bad team. Yeah, and they spend no money, so they're kind of expected to be bad. No, uh, I think the I think we have two different bad teams. Which your bad team? The Red Sox. Oh, I said the Orioles can be bad. I think the Royal Orioles are going to make a run. 
Maybe. I think they're. I think the Orioles are going to be mid. Yeah, I'll put the Red Sox at mid, even though I really believe they're maybe next year team. Yeah, the um, Red Sox. But the Red Sox could be next year, or they could be next. playoffs. Yeah, there's really no in between. Because they had a lot of injuries last. I mean, they got they spent a lot of money, so they obviously have some big names on their team. They just seem to kind of not be injured and play well, which they didn't do last year at all. Um, obviously, but I, I think going both. I'm going Orioles and Red Sox both mid. I think this is the division that might have three teams make the playoffs. See, I think that. I, I would also say the same thing, and I would pick the Yankees and the Blue Jays from this division, but what I decided on is I picked Rangers over Rays. I like the Rays. To be the last spot. I don't know why. I just like the Rays. I, I, they did go, they, I mean, they almost won the ALDS. They went to 15 innings with the with the Guardians, and then SpongeBob hit that homer. Yeah. I mean, the Rays are just always year in, year out, like, and, solid. Yeah, and both those games were like 2-1, 1-0. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have easily beat the Guardians if they had just scored literally like one or two more runs. So, yeah, they're pretty good. So, I have the Red Sox in mid. I have the Orioles and could make a run. Rays and Blue Jays both making the playoffs. And then I have the Yankees at World Series level just because I'm gonna go Yankees. I don't even really believe that, but everybody else does. Yeah, and I'm going to go Yankees, check back next year. Because I hate them. Yeah. And, they're not, like and the Yankees don't win. Um, not since Jeter. Now, let's go. And let's be honest here. Has Aaron earned his pinstripes? Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. Yeah, he probably has. 62 home runs. Probably pretty good stat there. NL Central? Or yeah, we started off with the NL or AL West. Let's go NL West. Rockies, maybe next year. Yeah, the Rockies are just um, – yeah, the poor Rockies. Uh, although last year the only team from Colorado, guess what their win percentage was? 420. Mm. So it's kind of cool. Uh, Giants mid. Giants mid, even though I want them to be good. Diamondbacks, maybe next year. Diamondbacks, yeah, this is guys aren't going to be good for a couple of years. Sorry. Um, Padres, contender. Yeah, I'm putting them in the World Series level. If I could put the Diamondbacks, if if it would work, if I could put the Diamondbacks in the bottom tier, my Diamondbacks are broken. My tier list is broken. Nice. There we go. I got it. I got it. Dodgers, um, did the Dodgers win the most games last year? They did. Yeah. Dodgers with 111 wins. Uh, this is going to be a uh, – They're also World Series level. Yeah. I think that this is going to be a really good uh, kind of race to the finish to see who gets to clinch the division and who clinch wild card. Because um, uh, I, I think whoever clinches this division is getting a first-round bye for sure. So uh, I think that's going to be a big – both be fine for that, obviously. Padres, um, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado. 
Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Manny Machado is the best third baseman in the league, even though I like Jose Ramirez a lot. Him and Arenado. Him and Arenado. J-Ram, Austin Riley. There's a lot of good third basemen. I would take Manny Machado over all of them, to be honest with you. He's very good. He, when he gets, when he's like having a good hitting, you know, month, good hitting year, he's on fire. Yeah. He's insane. Uh, so I'm going to take the Padres to actually win this division over the Dodgers. Um... I think the I Dodgers. Just, I think the Dodgers are. I, I don't know. The Dodgers win that division. I think the Dodgers out. just didn't. Obviously, the team is really, really good, but they didn't really add any pieces, and they just lost pieces. Yeah. And everyone else on the team got a year older. So I think that this is the year the Padres are no longer the little brother to the Dodgers, and they win this, win the NL West. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you there. When you put it like that, I kind of, I, I kind of like, I kind of like the Padres too. Because, I know, Freddie Freeman's like 35 now. He's getting up there. Mookie Betts getting up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, who did they just lose? Trey Turner? They did lose Trey Turner. They who lost is, uh, Justin Turner. Trey Tur- Justin Turner not as, you yeah. know, valuable. But Trey yeah. Turner, very good. Top just, five shortstop. Or what does he play? Second base? Uh, yeah, one I of think those he two. Second. Yeah, middle infield. Top 10 middle infielder in the league. Yeah, and they also lost Seager a couple years ago. He was pretty good. Yeah, so uh, Cody uh, Bellinger anymore. A bunch of teams made moves and not named the Padres. I mean, not the Padres, the Dodgers. Um, Padres but, uh, made a lot of moves. Padres made a lot of moves over the co- last year, but uh, uh, we gotta go PSAs. Yeah, PSAs when we come back. NL Central and NL East. NL Beast, best division in baseball. All right, we're back. Tough scenes. WGL one point one FM. Uh, so NL Central tier list. Uh, I've finished my tier list. I'm just gonna go through where I put them now. Pirates and Reds. Maybe next year. Pirates and Reds. I will agree on maybe next year. Um, O'Neill Cruz is fun to watch. Uh, he throws it really fast. Yeah, hits the bar ball very hard. And uh, he's absurdly tall to play shortstop. How quick? How long until like just like one of the big teams that spends money, like the Dodgers or something, is like, yeah, well, I like O'Neill Cruz. That'd be pretty cool for us. I think two years he'll be on a new team. Yeah, because he's kind of the only, and it's not even like he's crazy good. He's just the only entertaining thing at a Pittsburgh Pirates game. Uh, him and their uh, uh, what's their center fielder's name? Switch hitter, Brian. Uh, just, just Brian. Uh, his, 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 his name is just Brian. Let me see. Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. He's solid. Yeah, he's good. Um, Reds, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is like their third highest player. He has not played since like. I know, yeah. They're still paying Ken Griffey Jr. like $4 million. Yeah. Which, good, think, good about for the awesome, kid. think about how awesome that is. Yeah, good for the kid. You don't have to do actually anything. Yeah. Like not even just, like you just have to wake up. I mean, they should be paying him $4 million a year for just for his presence at Great American Ballpark and just for the millions of people to see his swing in a Reds jersey. Yeah, true. And just for signing to the Reds when he yeah. could have just gone to any other team. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he chose Cincinnati. Yeah. Joey uh, Votto's cool, though. Joey Votto is pretty cool. Um, he's still playing. He's 56 years old at this point. Um, yeah, he's up there. But, I mean, all-time player, Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. He should be. Probably, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, not. He should be. Fringe Hall of Famer, you could say. Uh, if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame, it would not be very cool of baseball. Yeah, he's done it for a while. You kind of need to put him in there. Cubs? 
mid. I also think they're mid. Um, I they feel, just signed some pieces. I feel bad for Dansby Swanson that he kind of got kicked out of the Braves. Um, I think he w- much would rather have played for the Atlanta Braves his whole career than the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Uh, he's, he made up that story. Or he didn't make it up. But, uh, yeah, that that's not the reason why he joined the Cubs because his grandfather was a fan of them. That's definitely not why. Uh, they're the only team to offer you to buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Cubs would be a fun team to play for, though. I always, I always like to watch that um, when, like, a player clearly signs a deal because it's either the only deal they got or it's the most money, and they try to say, like, you know, when I was five, my mom bought me an Eagles jersey once, so I've actually really been a diehard. I've actually wanted to play here since I was five. Uh, it, it, it's not because they were the only team to offer me the most money. Yeah. Uh, that's what Dante Sponson pretty much said. Uh, sad story, though. See, I actually don't remember the rest of the story. Uh, I think his grandfather passed away. He was the Cubs fan. Oh, um, that is pretty sad. Yeah. But uh, next team, Brewers. Couldn't make a run. Brew Crew. Brew Crew. My uh, Yelly. Fa- my favorite city uh, uniforms besides the Braves. Christian Yelich, it's it's his year again. The comeback. The comeback. Um, Roman Burns. Poor Christian Yelich. He's so good, but he's just had so many injuries. Yeah. And when he comes back, it's just like injured again. Beautiful and swing. Yeah, he's. I mean, he can hit bombs when he's healthy. He just is not really ever healthy. Hopefully, if he can stay healthy this year, I'm going Brewers playoffs. Yeah, I think they could too. Um, I don't think they'll win the division. Uh, I think the Cardinals will. Mm-hmm. I have the Cardinals in the playoffs. Uh, they're just really good. Although the Braves yeah. beat them 8-4 tonight. Not a big deal. Cardinals are really good, although they just refuse to show up to the WBC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's Other than Lars Newtbar. Yeah, Lars. Uh, go Japan. Um, and then we have, so, who we have, who are my picks right now for playoffs? I'm picking Padres, Dodgers, Brewers, Cardinals. Is this like the World Series level and playoffs? Yeah, just, just anyone who's making the playoffs. And, ooh, actually. How many teams make the playoffs now? 12, right? Yeah, it's six from each division. So I have. Yeah, I have actually, 11. actually, I think the Phillies are making the playoffs over the Brewers. Even though I really would like to see the Brewers win. Yeah. Um, you know, to be completely honest, Mets could not make playoffs. Everyone has gotten injured on their team in the past like two weeks. Yeah, I don't. I they have a good enough team. Like I put them in the playoffs tier. Um, I actually have the Phillies pretty high, but. Um, I think yeah, I think I mean they I think they bad. literally only got better. They got signed yeah. Trey, they signed Trey Turner. Um they still have Bryce Harper. Yeah, same Shorbo, same team just Cassianos. added one of the best infielders in the league. Yeah. So I think that the Phillies uh it's going to be like uh the you know how like the Mets Braves both had 101 wins. I think that's going to be similar to the Phillies and Braves like as it gets down to the end of the season it's going to be like Oh come on! We need to. We need. We need this win. Phillies are two back, or like we're two yeah. back. The Phillies. Um, yeah. I mean, I have the Phillies and Braves both in the World Series level. Um, yeah. I, obviously, I'd rather the Braves. I just don't no. think that the Mets. The I think the Mets bullpen is gonna fall apart. Furland, I think the Mets in in itself are gonna fall apart. Edwin Diaz already out for the entire year. Uh, considered it the best closer in the league, even though I think he's class A. Whatever. I uh, uh, Edwin Diaz, Narco Song, 
103 mile an hour pitcher. Out for the whole year. Can't have him one game. Uh, Verlander, already injured. He's going to miss like a significant part of the season. No more Scherzer. Uh, no more Scherzer. No more DeGrom. Also, if they had Scherzer, wait, where is Scherzer, is Scherzer still there, isn't he? Yeah, they do have Scherzer. Yeah, just no, no DeGrom. No DeGrom, my bad. My bad. But Scherzer, how many games did he play last year? Like 30? Uh, that would be, that actually be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, well, actually, no, it's way less than 30. But he was injured. He's also older. Him and Verlander are pushing 40. Yeah, Scherzer's 40. And he's been injured the past like three seasons. So how are you gonna ask him with the you know sped up pitch clock to pitch a bunch of games uh, when Verlander is always out? And then the guy Cody Senga, the guy they brought over from Japan, has only pitched like over 16 games or like 160 innings, like never in his career. So he's not built for an MLB season, and he's gonna have to pitch faster with the pitch clock. Their bullpen's gonna fall apart. Their whole rotation. It, it already I think the whole team the bullpen is. already is falling apart. Their starter and their closer are both injured. Yeah, one for the year. Yeah, they, I mean they could very well not make the playoffs. And, and Pete Alonso only cares about the home run derby. Yeah, uh, Francisco Lindor though. Francisco Lindor is Bull good, player. but their bullpen is eighty-five years old and already falling apart. And they've only been through three games. Um, I mean I'm gonna say they're gonna make the playoffs because. Uh, can but, you imagine that that owner just spent all that money? Yeah, I mean, it, I could definitely see them not making Do you know money. how funny that would be? That would be hilarious. I think, like, the entire sports world would be laughing at James Dolan and the New York Mets. It'd have to be. They just spent the most money that anyone's ever seen, and then they're like, ah, we suck. Sorry. You hate to see it. I think Miami, I have them in <laughs> mid-tier. Should we put the Mets in uh come back next year? Just because? Uh, yeah, I can always get behind that. <laughs> um, I have Miami in mid-tier, but I actually don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're very bad either. Also, sick uniforms. Yeah. Oh, when they wear the throwbacks, the Florida Marlins. I even just like the regular, just like the black ones that they wear. Yeah, they're they're throwbacks to when they were just the Florida Marlins. I gotta look those Beautiful. up. Beautiful. They they started wearing those again this year. Marlins two-time World Series champions. Believe it or not. Oh, really? 97-03. Florida Marlins. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I like those. Used to play for them. Josh Beckett. Dontrell Willis. D-Train. Yeah, I wish the Marlins were just in... I wish the Marlins were in, like, the AL Central. So then, you know, the Guardians and the Marlins can both make the playoffs. Yeah. Because right now they're just buried behind three World Series contenders. Two. Two and one next year. Two and a half. Two and uh, the Mets if they aren't completely injured. I mean, the Phillies have not had a great start to the year either. That is true. And the Phillies, Bryce Harper is an injury-prone player. Yeah. But um, Schwarber, I, I love Schwarber. Yeah, Schwarbo. Schwarbombs. I wish he'd play for the Braves. I, if he would be the DH for the Braves. I kind of wish you would have stated, I'd rather the Cubs be a good team than the Phillies be a good team. Oh, 100%. Because I, like, I feel like the Cubs are just like a... It's a good fan base. Like a historic team. It's a good fan base, historic team. Wrigley's cool. Wrigley's cool. It's um, not in any of our divisions. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. We lost the Cubs 3-1, so that sucked. But I mean, but that was pretty cool. They broke the streak. That is true. It was cool, but I hated. I hate hated for it to be at uh, our expense. Yeah, um, but we got a new team. This team's going to the whole winning the whole thing for sure. Um, if it was the Braves Guardians, 
they played each other in 95, 28 years ago. That was also a, like, awesome series as well in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, six. Um, those those two teams were just so loaded. Yeah, like with y'all were loaded offensively, we were loaded pitching. Yeah, like I mean, we had three Cy Young winners, and then we the had like. You guys have Kenny Lofton, or do we have Kenny Lofton? Yeah. So I know he went to your team after. He had Kenny. You guys had Kenny yeah. Lofton. Then Albert Bell, Jim Tomey. Yeah, the Guardians, dogs. Uh, the Indians and the Braves just kind of ran the nineties. And the Yankees until the late nineties, then the Yankees. Yeah, we both. Well, and the Marlins, ninety-seven. 97. Um, but, yeah, who's your uh, – so what are your, like, rankings now that we've gone through? Have we gone through all of them? Yeah. Uh, so if I had to do 1 to 30, um, well, I'll just do my World Series teams in order, my teams that I think can win the World Series. Um, oh, I guess we got to go to PSAs first. Oh, yeah, we do. After. All right, yeah. We'll do it after. Back. All right, we're back. Last segment here tonight on Tough Scenes, WEGL 91.1 FM. All right, so I'll rank my World Series teams like the best of the best. So I have six in my World Series level tier. Um, no bias at all. Braves won. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. I don't mind it. They, they've got – I mean, they won it two years ago, and they – who did they lose to? The Padres last year? Phillies. Phillies, and they went to the World Series. So, I mean, it's not it's not a horrible pick. I don't mind it. I think we got better, too. Who do you guys sign? Sean Murphy, which he has not done well so far. But are, we're still doing good. Like, Not going to lie, I don't know Sean Murphy. But. He was uh, the A's catcher. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't know who he is. Cause you he still don't A's. know, but. Yeah, we love getting A's players. Sean Murphy, Matt Olson. That's why the A's are just the uh, Braves, the Gwinnett Braves, essentially. I like it. Um, Acuna's back. Matt Olson's had a great spring training. He's doing good. Austin Riley, MVP this year. Javis Darno starting off the year hot. Michael Harris, rookie of the year. Ozzy Albies, solid player. And then Ozuna, Rosario, Arcia. We just need them to get some hits sometimes. Ozuna's batting average is already 071. That is not very good. Yeah, I kind of wish. But he is a junior from the Braves. Yeah, yeah, I kind of wish we had Adam Duvall back. I wonder because he had two home runs the other night, walk off against the Orioles. He plays for the Red Sox now. Might midseason trade get him back again. Um, that would be nice. But number two, I'm gonna have the Padres actually, uh, because I just uh, I don't know. I think they're gonna be really good this year. Three, Astros. Four. Yankees, five Dodgers, six Phillies. And if I had to rank the other playoff teams, I'm going to put the Guardians next, the Blue Jays after them, Cardinals, then Rays. Um, So how many teams do I have in the playoffs from each I'm making mine to where I only am allowed to put 12 teams in contenders or playoffs. Yeah, so I'm going to – I have – I have one spot for each division left. Uh, Cardinals, Phillies, <clears throat> Dodgers. So that's five. That's five. Yeah, so the – Next team to make the playoffs from the National League. Uh, 
Uh, I'll put the Brewers in playoffs. So I'll have the from the National League. I'll have the Braves, Padres, Dodgers, Brewers, Cardinals, and then the American League. I'm actually going to put the Rangers in the playoffs. I don't mind that. So I'll have the Astros, Yankees, Guardians, Blue Jays, Rays, Rangers. So, wait, hold on. Is that the playoff teams? Yeah. Is that, can I, is that possible? Um, it might be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I guess, yeah, we have to pick six from each side. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah, Guardians are central. So I think the AL East is going to have three teams. Central, central. Two teams from the West, and then just the Guardians from the Central. And then the National League, the Braves, Phillies, East, Cardinals, Brewers, Central, Dodgers, Padres, West. Okay, so my tier list, I'm not sure if I have this correct with the AL and NL, but I know I have 12 playoff teams. Um, My tiers are, starting at the top, we have contenders, just like Riley's, and then playoffs. So the top two tiers are same as Riley's. And then my third tier, I called it in the hunt, uh, in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, my fourth tier is no man's land. Uh, you're not in the hunt for the playoffs, but you're not one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you just are going to win like 45 games. And then the last uh, tier is do we have to play? Yeah. Uh, so those are the worst teams in the league. Um, my contenders, I'm going with uh, in first place, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Houston Astros. I think they just got better, and they also just won the World Series. So that's pretty awesome. Um, next next up, I have the Braves. Uh, the team is the same as last year, and they won it two years ago, so they should be pretty good. Third place, I have the San Diego Padres. I think that uh, they're going to be really good. And fourth place, I have their division rival, the L.A. Dodgers. Fifth, I have the Philadelphia Phillies. Sixth and seventh are the Mets and Yankees are last place in my contenders list. And then going to just the playoff teams, I have the Indians, or the Guardians being the best playoff team. And then I have the Cardinals. And then I have the Toronto Blue Jays is the third best playoff team. And then the last two are the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners. Hmm. And the first team out, I guess you could say, is the Texas Rangers and Milwaukee Brewers. I have them not making the playoffs. Hmm. Interessante. You know, it's this game's kind of getting a little interessante. Is it? It's Finally? Ten-point ten game. UConn just airballed a three. Um, but, yeah, that's talking baseball. Uh, I'm very excited. Opening day was awesome. Actually, let me make sure I got this right. So, Astros, AL... Um, Rays, AL, Guardians, AL, Mariners, and Blue Jays. Is it Blue Jays, AL? Yeah. Okay, Mariners and Blue Jays, both AL. I got the Yankees, seven. Oh, I got one too many. Hmm. Mm. You know, I'm going to take out the Seattle Mariners for the Brewers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there we go. Pretty similar tier lists. And then, uh, actually, who's your who's your bottom tier? Check back next year. Uh, I have the... My teams are the, do we have to play? Are the Arizona Diamondbacks, Cincinnati Reds, 
Colorado Rockies, Detroit Tigers, Oakland A's, and Washington Nationals. Yeah, I have the Royals and the Mets in there as well. <laughs> um, I'll put the Yankees down on mine too, just because. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, no Man's Land, I got the Cubs, Royals, Twins, Pirates, Giants. Because I feel like they're going to win like 42 games and not be like one of the most atrocious teams in the league. Like the They're going to be bad, but not... Yeah, like, like they're not going to be like the bad, Rockies bad. or Tigers. They're just going to be like a... 15 games above that, maybe. And then uh, in the hunt, these teams have a chance to make playoffs, or they won't. Uh, Angels, Orioles, Red Sox, White Sox, Marlins, Mariners, Rangers. Yeah, so we have pretty similar lists. Yeah, I like I like these lists. Um, Making tears is always really fun, too. Yeah. Opening day was great, other than the fact that uh, my TV provider doesn't have the Braves channel. And uh, the Braves games are blacked out on MLB TV, so it's yeah, not even worth me getting an account. They're uh, blacked out on MLB TV? Yeah, because that's our, the local team. Oh, MLB TV also is like an arm and a leg. It's yeah. 25 bucks a month. Yeah. Oh, you can pay it in full, I think, and there's like a student discount. Oh, is there a student discount? Because yeah. there's like, I don't even cons- I don't even like think like, could I watch the Guardians game? There's just no chance. So I'm probably like Volley Sports Ohio. Yeah, I think it's like ninety five bucks. No chance I get that, but uh, I would like MLB TV because I just am waiting till the game's over and watch like the highlight video at like eleven p.m. after the game's over. Um, or illegally stream. Sometimes it's not on stream, so ah, so that's pretty much been the show. We got four minutes left. I guess we'll talk about this game a little bit more. Yeah, uh, San Diego also Tyree Kill could have been a Brown. Yeah. Um, Tariq Hill was signing autographs today. I don't know where he was at. Maybe like a maybe like a Barnes and Noble signing books. <laughs> <laughs> Barnes and Noble at Bridge Street. Barnes and Noble at Bridge Street. But he was signing uh, jerseys and stuff, and a guy walked up in a Browns uh, Deshaun Watson jersey, which that's that's a bold move. Yeah, uh, that's a little ballsy. But uh, he walked up to him, and then he gave him a jersey, and Tariq Hill was like, "Hey, man, they should have paid me, bro. I try to I try to be a Brown." I was like, "What? You you tell me." That Tyreek Hill wanted to be a Brown, and we decided to give Deshaun Watson $60 million guaranteed instead of signing him. Yeah. I would have much rather signed Tyreek Hill and not gotten Deshaun Watson, and then maybe been a little bit bad with Jacoby Brissett, and then just having. Or keep Baker. Or keep Baker, and then this year get a quarterback, maybe a Hendon Hooker, maybe an Anthony Richardson, and then you get to just pair them with Tyreek Hill. That'd be awesome. Yeah. What could have been? What could have been? Um, also, my overpick, horrible, horrible, bad beat, bad beat pick. Uh, the over, the total right now is 82. What was it got to get to? 131 and a half? Yeah. Eh, maybe. San Diego State puts up some points. Need 25 points each, pretty much, in the next 12 minutes. Yeah. Well, I think San that's Diego State has possible. eight fouls. Already, yeah. See, they tried. There, it's the the moment's too big. They tried to slow the game down, get gritty, and they're just committing fouls instead of playing hard defense. Foul per minute. That's pretty much where they're at right now. Yeah, they're just instead of playing hard defense and turning this into a slugfest like they normally do, they're just fouling. Which can't do that. Uh, you can't do that if you want to win. 
you think UConn's worried at all? Or do you think this is basically like a pickup game for them because they've just destroyed every single pl- every single team and they're up by 13? Um, I think the only one freaked out on UConn's sideline is the coach. Yeah. He's coaching, he's coaching pretty hard still. Because he knows that the police are hot on his trail. <laughs> <laughs> so he's freaking out. Look at him. No one's eyes should look like that. That's serial killer eyes. They keep on cutting to his dad and his brother. And his brother's like, can you not, dude? I feel like a failure. Stop putting me on TV. Well, his brother is a two-time national champion point guard at Duke. Yeah, maybe he's like, he should have worn his Duke. Oh! He should have worn his Duke jersey. He got the rebound, though. He did get the rebound. And uh, is he going to do anything with it? No! Turn the ball over. But uh, that's pretty much the show. I think they read 959. Um... And uh, me and Raleigh were right. We picked UConn. We said San Diego State would only have a chance. Uh, Danny Hurley is losing his mind up 14 points for some reason because inbound plays the way he likes it. Well, this is my first winner I've ever had. uh, Same. As of right now. Um, I don't know really how to feel because it's a pretty boring game, but – Good for UConn, five-time national champions as it, of right it now. It feels like it's just something oh. that you should have done instead of something you kind of got, like, lucky with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they were a four-seed, and Kim Palm had them at fourth in the nation. I mean, I mean, come on. How were they a four-seed? Were they, they have, like, a bad start to the year? I don't think they won the Big East. They did. Yeah, I don't think they did either, but they must have had, like, a bad start. I don't know. Because they are uh, real good. Yeah. All right, well, that's the show. That's Love you guys. The show. Love you guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tough Scene. If you are interested in more sports content, visit WEGLFM.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at RileyZepp and at Egan.83. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday at 9 with another episode of Tough Scene.